Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to take a bite out of the competition? Are you looking for ideas to make your business better? Welcome to the Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet. Sponsored by Apple Capital Group. At the core of every successful business, you'll find people making a difference. And with each episode of The Core Business Show, we talk with those people, examine those ideas, and explore the strategies that make them special. Now, the host of The Core Business Show, Tim Jacquet. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Core Business Show. I'm Tim Jacquet, your host. Today, the topic is breast cancer awareness. Uh, we've been having uh, several shows throughout the month talking about cancer, talking about breast cancer. So we have I pulled someone in named Dusty Showers. He's going to talk about uh, his campaign for breast cancer awareness. And also, we're going to talk about men do get breast cancer, too, as we been told on uh, shows this month. If you'd like to join in the conversation, please feel free to call in at 347-324-3460, or you can go ahead and email us at info at the core business show, or you can go ahead and drop us a line in the chat room. The chat room is now open. Dusty, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks, Tim. Appreciate you having me on. Well, you know, our, our audience love to hear personal stories from our guests. So if you don't mind, tell us about yourself and how did you get started with this campaign? Well, I originally got started back in 2003 when my former mother-in-law was diagnosed with breast cancer. And at the time, I didn't think much of it because uh, I had seen all the commercials and all the women wearing pink and their fists in the air saying, you know, we're strong and we're survivors. And I was under the impression that breast cancer just wasn't a big deal. And after seeing what what my mother-in-law had gone through, I realized how mistaken I was. And uh, so a couple of years later, I got coerced into doing a, a, a three-day breast cancer walk. And, uh, you know, to tell you the truth, I wasn't real interested in doing it, but it ended up changing my life. And it was something that, uh, you know, I did it. I fell in love with the people that were part of it. And uh, somewhere along the line, uh, a group of women told me that I was wearing a bra. And I told them that that was silly and, then uh, they, they said, no, you're wearing it. I said, all right, I'll do it one time. And then somebody said, well, if I custom make one for you, will you wear it? So well, that's a little weird, but I'll do it one time. And that was back in 2006. And since then, I've, I've met countless women that have been diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, and, I, I've, you know, they, they start making me these bras, and I get them sent to me from all over the country and, I've been on Oprah in them and do Red Bull events in them, go skydiving. And, and what the bra has come to represent is it, it's a way to get attention, especially for the people that were like me, that didn't quite understand uh, the devastation of breast cancer. So it gets their attention so that we can tell the story of the women that are going through breast cancer. Well, tell us about uh, uh, breast cancer itself. Um, in uh, just the layman terms, what actually happens and is it something that happens genetically or just something just, you know, it just happens maybe because of the environment? Kind of tell us just in a nutshell uh, what is breast cancer and how does it affect you? Yeah, it's basically all cancer is genetic, but hereditary is the, is the big term. And, um, you know, a lot of times it's not. It, run, it doesn't necessarily run in the family. And in my case, it happened to to the grandmother of my children, and then their mom was diagnosed uh, a couple of, couple of years later, and it came out of nowhere. So 
in many cases, there is family history, and you know when there is family history, you really need to be on top of it. But just uh, because it doesn't run in your family doesn't mean that, that you're not going to get it. And really, the most important thing is, uh, depending on your age, you have to understand your body. And you know, I, I talk to to countless women and, and even you know, young women. And a lot of the girls that I deal with are in their 20s and 30s, and they've been diagnosed with breast cancer. Some of them have even been diagnosed in their teens. So, you know, when I wear this pink bra, it's funny, and, and the girls will look at it and laugh and everything, and then I'll tell them, you know, you're not too young to get breast cancer, and their shoulders kind of drop, and, and they look at me like, oh, well, I, I didn't know that. And so it's not really something that, you know, older women get. It could be any age. And so, you know, they say get your mammograms at 40 years old, but if you're 20 years old or 30 years old and you find a lump in your breast, they don't do mammograms for that. So the most important thing is young women have to know their bodies. And, you know, that's through self-exams and just knowing when something's not normal, you need to go see your doctor. So it can be a, just like a pea-sized uh, size lump or a marble just something hard. Um, well, there, there, yeah, there's a few different kinds, and the most common kind is when you feel a, a lump like a, a pea or a marble. Uh, sometimes it can be larger than that. There's also um, another t- uh, type of cancer that it causes the breast to look like it's an orange peel, and then the you know it, those, there's different effects to it. There's I don't know how graphic you want to be, but there's oozing and indentations and things like that. Oftentimes, doctors will look at that and they'll just tell you that it's a rash and they'll give you some cream when really that's one of the most aggressive breast cancers there is. And that's called inflammatory breast cancer, which is a pretty mean one. So the the bottom line is if if something's not right, you need to go see your doctor immediately. You know, it's not something to mess around with. So when you have that particular, uh, the one you just described, if the doctor tells you something, uh, should you go back in a few weeks and say, hey, this hasn't cleared up, we need to see what this is? Yeah, definitely. And I've talked to, to enough people that I would definitely get a second opinion or just push your doctor to uh, have further tests done on it. it. It's really, really weird how often I hear people say that they were misdiagnosed or their doctors said, you know, it's nothing, don't worry about it, come back. You know, and I, I never want to pile on doctors because they're doing great work, but, you know, a lot of times they're they're just overloaded or they're not used to seeing certain cases. And so you know your body better than anyone else. And the women that I talked to that have said, you know, my doctor said it was nothing and I kept pushing and pushing and pushing, you have to be your own health advocate. And you can't just go to your doctor and say, hey, this is what's going on, and they say it's nothing, and then walk out of there, and in the back of your mind you're still saying, you know what, something's not right with my body. If something's not feeling right in your mind, you need to go back to your doctor or you need to see another doctor. There's nothing wrong at all with getting a second opinion. And and there's, I mean, I, I, I have so many people, especially on Facebook, that will back that up and, and say that that's what their story is, that, that their doctor said that it was nothing. So you really need to understand what's going on. Is it by the time you find it, it could mean the difference between a lumpectomy, which is a, a you know a fairly simple surgery, or it can mean the removal of your breasts, uh, or even worse than that, you know you might just catch it too late and not be able to survive it. Wow. You know, let's take a break real quick and come back and um, talk more about this. Back in probably like in forty seconds, you'll listen to the Core Business Show. I'm Tim Jacquet, your host.
We'll be back one in one moment. You're listening to The Core Business Show, sponsored by Apple Capital Group. Apple Capital Group in Jacksonville, Florida, is a commercial lender that specializes in asset-based loans, equipment leasing and financing, invoice financing, commercial real estate loans, and asset-based financing in the U.S. and Canada. Apple Capital Group is a direct lender that lends on their private equity investment portfolio. 90% of most loans are decided within two hours and vendor funding within 24 hours after documents are completed with a one-page application. No slow no's, just a quick decision and a fast yes. To get more information about lending from Apple Capital Group, call 866-611-7457. That's 866-611-7457 to speak with one of our loan specialists. Or visit us right now at applecapitalgroup.com. Welcome back to The Core. Once again, here's Tim Jacquet. Hey, we're back with Dusty uh, Showers. We're talking about breast cancer awareness. Uh, Dusty, I remember probably if we go back to maybe 1980, which was a rare occasion, and on an episode of Dallas, Miss Ellie, uh, which was still new to a lot of people, I think in the turn of the 80s, uh, had to she had breast cancer and she had to have uh, one of them or both removed. And people still didn't understand that. Have you? Do you feel we have come a long way since then? I think that we've come a very, very long way. And there have been people that have come out and been the, the pioneers of, of women coming out and saying this isn't something that we need to do behind closed doors anymore, that we can address this publicly and, and that people really need to know about it. And you know, depending on the stats that you look at, anywhere between one in seven and one in eight women will get breast cancer this year, and about 40,000 of those will die. So when you look at it like that, it's really crazy that the public never did step forward. You know, somebody like that never did step forward, and uh, you know, just the, the, the taboo of breasts. But you know, when when you get your mothers and your daughters and your sisters and everyone. You know whether they're dying or whether they're having their breasts removed, or just the treatment alone. It's amazing that nobody came out and really truly addressed that. And nowadays, you know, you see pink everywhere, and I think that it, it has been addressed. However, I don't think that uh, I don't think it's gone far enough. And I think that the pink has gone far enough. And, and I, I'm somebody that wears pink everywhere I go. And loudmouth golf company gives me their their pink stuff and I love it and everywhere I go I'm wearing pink but you can't get lost in just you know somebody saying hey I support the cause I'm wearing pink but what exactly does that mean and just because you're wearing pink doesn't mean that that you know the cause has been exposed and everybody knows about it there's still things that need to be done and and that's making sure that women do know their bodies making sure that they do are that they're getting mammograms and that they have access to mammograms uh, I mean, there, there's so much. There's things in your diet, um, all the products that are around us. So, you know, we we have truly tapped into you know what breast cancer is, and that um, that people are willing to step forward and say, I have breast cancer. Um, you know, far more than they did 30 years, but we still have a ways to go. And and I think as a man too, we we really have no idea the women out there that have had mastectomies, and that. That's not like a breast enhancement. That means they had their breasts removed, 
and then the doctor did his best to put them back on again. And and they don't come back perfect. And for a woman to have to go through that with, with giant scars on her breasts and, and they're just, you know, it, it's, I think that men, and I'm speaking for me 10 years ago, I didn't put any thought into it. I, I didn't even care to know the difference between an enhancement and a reconstruction. And now when I look at it, to to really realize the amount of women out there that have had that, that have to deal with that and all the things that go with that, um, I still think that we have a ways to go. But I, I think that we have to make sure that we're going in the right direction and we're not just putting on a pink T-shirt saying, hey, I support breast cancer, that we're actually doing something about it. Well, t- tell us what the difference is when it comes to uh, enhanced reconstruction. Well, an enhancement is when you already have healthy breasts and you just want them to look better. And so you you lift them, you perk them, you put implants in, whatever it is. But with the reconstruction, um, there's massive scarring. So they, they remove the breast, they remove the nipple. Um, they, and there, there's different techniques that might be, be able to spare that. Uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, mm-hmm. Oftentimes there's scars on the back as well because they're taking uh, muscle tissue and skin. And then, you know, sometimes they don't even put them back on. So you'll just have a mastectomy, but they don't put breasts back on. So you're going to have a couple, at least a couple massive scars going down the front of the chest. If they do the reconstruction, they put implants back in and they sew it back together. Again, you've got the massive scarring. Uh, there's either no nipple, there's a, they, they try to do a, there's a, like a technique where it's not actually a nipple, but it kind of looks like it. Some of them tattoo nipples on, um, but the bottom line is they don't look normal. And, and when, uh, when women have that and they move different ways, um, it, it looks, you know, I say it looks funny and I, I don't mean that demeaning. It, it just, it, it doesn't work right because the muscle pulls the breasts in so many different ways that, you know, if a guy is to look at her, you know, that has no idea, they're going to go, wow, what what's wrong with that? <laughs> so it is something that, you know, if you're just looking at somebody, you know, in a normal way with fully clothed, you wouldn't think anything of it. But when it comes down to it, there's this massive scarring, and it just does not look normal. And that creates lots of problems with sexuality. So if you're a girl that's 25 and you just had your breast removed, you got to think about what are you going to do when when looking for a, a husband or a boyfriend. How do you address those things? Oftentimes, uh, this causes women to go into menopause. Also, you can be 25, 30 years old. You're in menopause. You can't have kids anymore. Uh, you're bald, and so all these things can be uh, truly devastating wow. to to somebody. And you know, unfortunately, women are strong, and and you know, most of them get through it but it really, really causes, um, you know, a lot of turmoil. Do you think, for example, if I go back to that episode, that times were different 32 years ago uh, when this episode came out on Dallas, and if we look at the attitudes from uh, just on the men perspective during that time and look at it now, do you still think we have a, we really don't understand was she crying because of her breast or she was crying because of cancer? Well, that's a that's a great question, and and I wish that I had seen that. I I admit that I didn't, but um, from what you're saying, I, I would say that it's both. You know, because cancer for anyone is scary. I mean, you're you're basically looking at something that 
um, that if you don't do something about it, it's going to kill you. And if you do mm-hmm. do something about it, it still might kill you. Uh, you know, but the breasts are such an important part of a piece for, for women. And, and part of that is because men put so much value on them. Um, you know, but regardless of, of men or women, it, that is, you know, that's something that makes a woman feel whole. And when that's taken from her, plus on top of that is the, you know, the death factor um, and the vanity factor. Uh, you know, many of the women, like I said, lose their hair. Uh, and it's not so much, you know, even the hair. A lot of women say I could deal with the hair, but it was when my, my eyebrows fell off. And, you know, so because when the eyebrows fall off, it's harder to hide it. You can put on a wig, but you still don't have eyebrows. And so I think that there's so much that goes to it. And I think, you know, what you're talking about is the stripping of, of womanhood or womanhood and uh, as well as with the death factor. So I think it would have to be both. Let's take this in another perspective when it comes to men, uh, which is um, – which is it, it's still rare, but it does happen. Um, maybe I'm not sure because of diet or uh, or w- what we have today. But men uh, develop breast cancer as well. Um, have you run into any uh, people that have had breast cancer as men? I have, but it, it, it's very uncommon. It's, it's really only about one percent of the breast cancers. Um, you know, that people get. And I think the most common reason is is there's just far less breast tissue for men. Uh, but I, I ran into a man locally that had a mastectomy, so they went in and, and removed all the breast tissue. He had the scarring, and he was fine. But oftentimes when men get it, it it's far more fatal. And, and I don't truly know if that's because it's more aggressive or just because men, you know, slough it off and, and they don't want to, you know they don't want to think that maybe they have breast cancer because there is a stigma to that. But you know I, I believe it's Peter Chris from uh, the band Kiss had it, and um, you know there's a couple other people like famous people out there that have had it. Uh, but just like women, if something's not right and you know it's tender or there's oozing or you know, just something doesn't feel right, you need to get it checked out. And and that's your you know if you're feeling in your armpits too, and because it it runs through your lymph nodes and so if something's not right, male or female, you got to get it checked out. But usually men, they'll just wait it out until they can't bear it anymore. Is anything that these guys have said to you would really make them take note, notice, hey, I have to go to a doctor? Maybe it's a year later, but most of them don't rush to the doctor just to because uh, they kind of ignore it. What did they say that really... Uh, say, hey, there's something really, really wrong. Uh, is it just the pain was so unbearable or they just felt something was wrong or their spouse got on them? Tell us what the story that they tell you to to make them. Well, yeah, I, I wish that I could tell you, but, I, you know, I can only think of three cases, and, and I meet a lot of people with breast cancer. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the ones that I recall are, are um, there was two men that had a mastectomy. One I met in person and the other is the wife of the, of a uh, man who died of breast cancer. And I don't believe that her and I have ever met personally, but, but she's been a, a friend of mine on Facebook and she's been rather adamant that I have to address, uh, you know, male and men and breast cancer. And, you know, so I, I think that the bottom line just goes back to women that 
<laughs> if something's not right, even though it's your breast, even though you don't think you can get breast cancer, you know, guys will say, well, you know, guys can't get it because they don't have breasts. But, um, you know, it was especially the men that I talked to that had an mastectomy that said, you know, if something's not right, you you got to go. And, um, you know, it, it moves fast. And, you know, and that was his bottom line was, you know, he's a guy. He had a mastectomy. Now he's got these scars on his chest that, that just don't look right. And it almost killed him. And I go back to when men get it, you know, the the mortality rate is far greater than when women get it. And so, wow. you know, and I, I'm guessing that's just because we can rub some dirt on it and everything's going to go away. But if it's breast cancer, it's not going to go away. Uh, I totally agree. If we... How did you come up with the uh with your slogan, the second baseman? Oh man. Um well, you know, when you when you're in grade school and you kiss a girl and that's first base, then you progress, maybe get to second base. You have any idea what I'm talking about? I follow. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to the second base. Yeah, second base is a euphemism for the breast. So, you know, when I started doing this in 2005, you know, it was a slow progression. I, I never meant to, to be in this breast cancer world. It was really a blessing that I that I got when my life kind of fell apart and I found myself in this community. And, and so things slowly progressed, and I, I don't even know where the, the whole, you know, second base thing came from. Um, I didn't create it, and there's other – other organizations or other shirts and stuff that say, you know, safe second base and whatnot. But somewhere along the line, they started calling me the second baseman. And I thought, well, that's a, a great um, name for my nonprofit, the second baseman incorporated. And so we did that. But the funny thing is, you know, I'm, I'm six one and bald and, um, you know, I'm not in great shape, but I'm in, in decent shape. So a lot of people will think that I'm a, a retired ball player or ask me who I play baseball for when they, somebody will call me the second baseman and, and they'll say, well, who'd you play for? But I was never a baseball player. It all has to do with press. <laughs> wow. Anything else you would like to leave our audience with uh, regarding breast cancer? And, and, um, and lastly, is this like a ministry or a mission and, uh, if you encourage some other people to take up the cause, what they need to do? Well, my organization, the Second Basement, we, uh, we're like a, a financial gap for women affected with breast cancers, and we help cover things like co-pays and medical bills and uh, you know, provide short-term financial assistance. So my organization is always looking for support, um, you know, in that capacity. What I think is most important is, is – uh, Fathers have to make sure that their daughters are aware of all these issues. Mothers have to be passing it on. Um, when you're of the right age, get your mammograms. If you're too young for mammograms, know your breasts. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to do self-exams on the same day, month after month. Just know that if something's not right, you got to get it checked out. Um, it, but truly, truly know your bodies. Um you know, there's also, I have lots of friends that are, are metastatic breast cancer, so that's when it's spread to the, the bones and the organs and things like that. Mm. And so, you know, just because you get a diagnosis like that doesn't mean it's a death sentence, but it does progress fast, and you do have to be on top of this. And, you know, I, I'm truly grateful that for all the, the people that I've met, 
in the breast cancer community. They they really have changed my life because they you know they, they're just such beautiful spirits. But you don't want to be somebody diagnosed with breast cancer. So you know, do everything that you can and eat right and live a healthy life. I'm not so good at doing, but I <laughs> but I preach you know that that's something that really is important. So, and then just enjoy your life. That's the biggest thing that I, I've learned is, is enjoy your life. Perfect. And the name of your foundation again is? It's called thesecondbaseman.org. So you can okay. find us online. Also find uh, find me on Facebook, at Dusty Showers, or The Second Baseman. And okay. we have kind of like a fun show on Facebook. I'm a humane wildlife trapper, so I'm always catching wildlife and trying to take care of them. And I've got a couple of ornery pit bulls that I took out of a pit bull fighting ring and so that's a big story so I, I interact everything with the animals and the, the breast cancer community and try to keep it fun and inspiring perfect well Dusty appreciate you coming on the program really appreciate it my pleasure thank you very much great and just your website again uh, just in case people missed it it's the thesecondbaseman.org with the number two is the second baseman there you go there you have it. Well, thank you again for joining the program. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Again, this has been another production of the Core Business Show. Thank you for all for listening. You can download this episode on the Blog Talk Radio or iTunes. Thank you for listening. Everybody have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet. For a free quote on equipment leasing and financing, visit our website, applecapitalgroup.com. That's applecapitalgroup.com. And fill out the information to receive your free quote. We hope you'll join us for our next episode. And remember, you can always get to the core via iTunes. You'll find all our previous episodes there. Thanks again for listening to the Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet.